This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the IAHE Informer Podcast. Your host is Tara Bentley, veteran homeschool mom and managing editor for The Informer magazine. The Informer is a ministry of the Indiana Association of Home Educators. For over 30 years, the IAHE has been the voice of Indiana homeschool families. The foundational purpose of the IAHE is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ by supporting and encouraging Indiana's home educators. Our mission is to encourage, protect, and serve by keeping you informed about the news and subjects that really matter. We'll cover important topics including educational opportunities, legislative issues, and finding support and encouragement. We'll also bring you interviews with our very special guests, including nationally recognized convention speakers, as well as showcasing local Indiana parents and homeschool alumni. Join us as we explore topics relevant to IAHE families all year long. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the IHE Informer Podcast. Today is just a beautiful day here in my part of Indiana. I hope that it is enjoyable and gorgeous summer weather wherever you are. I am glad that you've taken the time to pull up our podcast, and I hope that you come away encouraged from today's conversation. I don't know about you, but when I first started homeschooling, I just felt like I could never get enough information from moms who had done this before me. There was nothing quite like getting into a good conversation with a veteran mom and hearing a little bit more about how she had done it in her family and learning from people who had gone before me. So for today's show... I actually just curled up on the couch with a girlfriend, another veteran homeschool mom, and we just decided to sit down, have a chat, talk a little bit about the lessons that we had learned, and I hope that if you are a new homeschool mom, that you'll find something in this conversation that will help you. So grab your favorite drink, curl up on the couch. That's what we did. Uh, Curled up with a couple Diet Cokes and just sat and had a real heart-to-heart conversation. And if you have questions that you'd like to ask a veteran homeschool mom, I encourage you, be sure to leave a comment on our page. You can always send it to us directly at the IHE as well, and we will try to tackle those questions in a future show. I look forward to hearing from you. So for today... Just enjoy this heart-to-heart between two moms. And again, we hope that you're encouraged by what is said, and I hope that it helps you along the way. Welcome, Deidre. Thanks for having me. Well, we're just going to hang out. We're just hanging out today. We're enjoying some good old-fashioned girl time, and I think that a lot of homeschool moms who are starting out would just love the opportunity to sit and chat with someone who has been there and done that before. So I'm glad that you're with me today so we can do that. Right. It's funny when you say been there and done that. I think we all feel like this, even though we might be seasoned homeschool moms, we still kind of laugh because um, I still see things that I did wrong, could have done differently, um, people who have done it longer than me, and so still feel somewhat inferior to give, you know, um, testimony. But yet I think that's what makes it nice is for us to just be real about, you know, where we struggle and where we shined. And I think that is a bigger encouragement maybe than personifying this 
kind of like rosy, everyday, perfect experience. Oh, I agree. And I think that too often, especially when you start out homeschooling, you look at people next to you. Right. And you try to compare yourself. Right. Right. So we right. don't want to do that. Right. So why don't right. you just share a little bit about how you started homeschooling? Absolutely. So um, when we started homeschooling, I had two that were in school, um, first and third grade. And so when we decided to pull them out of school, it um, our reasons were a little bit different. We felt a disconnect at the time with the public school. Um, we felt like we really couldn't be involved in what was going on at the school at that time. Um, there were just a lot of restrictions. And so for that reason, we decided, you know, we want to really be involved in their day, in their learning. Um, we weren't really sure what that looked like because at the time, I was not surrounded by a community of women who homeschooled. I knew one person mm-hmm. who homeschooled. And so it was terrifying. And um, so we brought the kids home. And um, our first year was definitely very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. We did um, one straight set curriculum, got the box, tried to mimic the public school. We stood every morning at this certain time and did the pledge. <laughs> And ate breakfast at the same time, and I ran it like a tight ship. And um, and then we decided, you know, it's it doesn't have to be exactly like it was at school. So then we kind of started lightening up a little bit, and um, that's when it really started becoming fun. Did you, when you started, did you think you would homeschool all the way through? Yes. Okay. That I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I... Um, Maybe because of ignorance, I was, I just wasn't intimidated by high school. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was. So, you know, we definitely, in the beginning, were not on the same page with that. But they were so young that we thought, well, we've got time to think about that. By the time they reached, you know, seventh grade, we were all so hooked that we knew, you know, high school on, mm-hmm. they would, they would be home. So when you were... As I grew up and got older, and I, we should say you have just actually graduated your second. You have right. two girls right. who are now graduated, right. and then you have one son that you are still homeschooling. Correct, correct. So what are your reasons now? As I approached high school, did your reasons change? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So initially, um, the reason was, like I said, to have more of a connection, and then maybe even... Um, a lot of academic-driven reasons. So mm-hmm. um, we felt like we could challenge them more at home. Um, so we really poured on the academics even more, actually. We sometimes schooled six days a week. Now I'm ashamed to say that, but we did. <laughs> and so it was just constant. And, um, and, and and I don't know if I felt like I had to prove something, maybe. And I think that's a struggle that a lot of people, maybe not now as much, but in the beginning when so many people were not homeschooling, um, you had a lot of people look at you and just say, are you going to be able to do this like the school or are you sure you're doing the right thing? Are you going to be able to provide this and this for them? So I was maybe kind of out to prove something. Um, and then as we got further on down the road, that kind of became less important and more important became our focus um, on the Lord, mm-hmm. on our attitudes, on on all those things that really the character building that really makes a person and the academics I found just fell into place. Mm -hmm. 
So, and I think that too, um, you say academics, but clearly that makes it sound like you were doing this traditional, you know, core set of high school curriculum and because you were headed, your kids were headed off to college and that's not the case because actually right. for you, homeschooling really opened doors for your girls in the directions that they wanted to take Absolutely. Their lives. Very early on, um, very early on, the girls both um, decided, when I say early, let me back up, at 12 and 14, that they wanted to be midwives. Mm -hmm. And so um, <clears throat> we were very blessed to have people in our lives who could help them in that way and guide them in that way. And then so I tailored their curriculum in that direction. We were very heavy on the sciences. We were very heavy on English so that they would be able to speak well to others. They would be able, their documentations would look like they should, they would look professional. Um, and then the free time we had allowed them at 14 and 16 to take doula classes in Bloomington. So we would drive to Bloomington, they would do their classwork there, and then they would come back home and do actual clinicals, attend births um, with local midwives, either in the Cincinnati area, Amish communities, and um, which actually led to the girls being the youngest to certify through the national organization that they went through. That's really, really yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. So as you've seen, both of your girls um, leave high school and right. take this skill set with them. What has been the biggest reward? The biggest reward is to see their heart for what they're doing. It's not about... Um, a monetary gain and not that that's not you know important but it's it's that's that's their heart that's what they felt like God called them to do and so to see them just love every single time that they attend a birth and to love um, getting up at two o'clock in the morning and driving in ice and snow <laughs> and being away mm -hmm. from home um, just to see that at such an early age is just it's just beyond um, any expectation I had in the beginning. I, there's no way I would have seen the where we're at now in the beginning. How has homeschooling changed you as a mom? Oh my gosh, it's taught me. Um, it's taught me to not be so hard in some ways, and actually just really love and appreciate and guide them in the way that their hearts want to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas initially, it was kind of like, we're going to school six days a week, we're going to hit these academics hard, and we're going to test, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And honestly, all those things were great. But um, be having that time with them and watching the other people in the homeschool community pour time into them has been a bigger blessing than any of that for them and then for me as well to see them actually be passionate about what they're doing. It's actually inspiring for me because that's not the route that I came from. You mm -hmm. know, that's not what I came from. I mean, you looked at a career, how much money could you make doing that? How You know, those right. kinds of things where it just seems like with the girls, it just kind of just fell into place. So your girls and your son are how far apart in age? Okay, so my oldest is 18. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is soon to be 17. 
And then my son, the youngest, is soon to be 13. So beyond the academics, what kind of changed between homeschooling the girls at their age when you first got started and homeschooling? A huge difference I found was that when we were in the public school system, um, the girls really excelled academically and they played, even though that young, they played in some special ball teams and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it was always really encouraged in families um, for siblings, for the, for the kids to have um, a lot of friends outside the home. Not that that's bad. The girls do have a, a lot of social things mm-hmm. going on. But I feel like what was really not focused on was closeness between siblings. Like that that was actually okay to want to hang out with your family. Right. And, you know, to want to hang out with your sister and your little brother. It wasn't a burden. It was just, it was a blessing. And so it took us a little bit of a transition for that because Mm -hmm. when they were in school, we were so busy. We were traveling with ball teams. They were in school all day. We had extra additional, you know, additional academic things that we were doing. And so it was a complete, like almost put on the brakes on our life. So we weren't rushing out the door. The bus would come before 7 (laughs) a.m. They would get home at 4 p.m. We would hurry Mm -hmm. up and change clothes. We would go to ball practice. Now our day was, well, (laughs) we're here, you know, we would get up, we would have breakfast, we would have, you know, some prayer time. And it was just so slow that initially, it was a shock for us. It it was a huge adjustment to figure out how to spend this time together to reconnect, which only solidified for us how disconnected we were. This was first and third grade. And we had to struggle to, to connect to find things to do to connect on a daily basis because we were so used to being entertained by so many other things. And I think that's one of the rewards that so often gets overlooked when people, and and some people get it, I think, early on. But right. when you do homeschool, that's one of those just extra perks. Right. Is that because if you come out of the school system, like we did, right. with our daughter being in the public school, right. you are just, the mentality is across our country and it's prevalent is that peer groups right that you should only be interacting with your peer group right versus homeschooling is about interacting with right. families and right. your family and other families and it's just so much broader than your own age group and you know actually I see huge benefits with my son and so he does have a lot of peers who are his age and then he has some who are younger and some who are older and so the co-op that we're blessed with being at there are some younger kids, there are some older kids, and they all kind of mesh together. Mm-hmm. And then you have other homeschool dads who pour their time into my youngest and do things together. So he can he kind of has those men and some of the older kids as role models versus maybe just your peer group, if this makes any sense. So mm-hmm. I see that with him. Um his ability to look an adult male in the eye, give a firm handshake, you know, and respond to a question with an answer, like with an intelligent answer, but just to be able to make that eye contact and that, that um, confidence right. that I think will carry them on, you know, through life. I mean, if you go for a job interview, if you're talking to someone and you have a young man who looks you in the eye, who shakes your hand, who is talking with you, Just because that's the environment he's been in, we've been fortunate that that Aiden has been surrounded by that. Mm -hmm. And so I just look at that and I think that's going to get him so far. Yes, he does great math. And yes, his penmanship is great. But 
the initial first, like when you meet someone, you know, and mm-hmm. the character of a person um, is what's really going to show through a lot of times. Uh, some of the other stuff can just be taught. So it's just been a huge, that has been a huge blessing. Well, what is the most important part of your homeschool day? Oh, family? wow. Wow. You know what? I would say it's changing. It's ever changing. So, you know, with the girls, the most important part of the day was um, when we would cook together in the middle of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. we would talk, we would just kind of just really talk about what was going on in our lives, what was going on in our society and why they felt that way. Not being spoon fed, not being spoon fed. Like this is what CNN says you should think, or this is what the textbook says you think. What do you think about this? What are your convictions? Because at the end of the day, the convictions have to be their own. Right. If they're, if they're forced upon by the media, by our family, by our school, I think that's why you see so many young kids, young adults that are struggling because I don't think they know what their conviction is. They haven't right. really been taught to think, what is my conviction? What does the Lord say to me about this? It's, well, I should think this way because this is what page 52 said. And then we all talked about, you know, the whole class talked about it. And this is how we should feel about this. So that was huge. And now um, with my son being the youngest, I think the most important part of the day is um, actually sometimes just completing work. His intention span is a little bit shorter, (laughs) but it's just connecting with him too, but it's in a different way. You know, it's just being able to sit by him and be by him and, since I don't know if all young men are like this, but his communication is a lot less than his sister's. So it's a lot less forthcoming. And so when he finally just kind of tosses something out there, it's just so beautiful for me to be able to say, I was here for that. Mm-hmm. And we could really talk about that. And I think that part of the reason that, you know, we're doing this podcast and mm-hmm. just sitting down as veteran moms is to say, because if you had told me that, if you had told mm-hmm. me that 13 years ago, mm-hmm. when we first started homeschooling, that that was, you know, right. the most important part of the day, right. I would have missed it. I certainly did miss it. Right. And so I think that for new moms, too often, like you said, you know, we start right. thinking about academics. We start, you know, oh, absolutely. We start in a different place. <clears throat> right. Right. And so the sooner you key in to how important those moments are, right. the better your homeschool journey will be. Absolutely. And I think it depends on where you come from, too. If you had a conviction all along to homeschool or whether you were actually in the public school system and came out, I think there was a little bit of a difference. So for us, being in the public school system and coming out, we were geared toward testing. It was testing, 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 you know? (laughs) And, you know, it it made sense to me then. It was like, well, how would I not know if my child's not doing well if I don't give them a test? Well, then as you homeschool and you go on, you know how your child is doing because you're with them every day. Right. And so well, what about, you know, the I-STEP test and what about this test and that test? And um, it's just so funny because when the girls took the SATs, their tests were great. And not that that is all that matters at the end of the right. day, but I'm just saying they didn't do I-STEP and they didn't do all these things. We, we didn't even do the California achievement testing. We right. chucked that mm-hmm. to the side too. Crazy, I know. And then to look at them rock their SATs and just be able to just be working with adults and just functioning in society with adults without me and giving their own testimony and their own opinions. It really just blows me away. And so when I meet with people who say, well, what did you do about the standardized testing or the state testing? I just, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just like, well, um, it really didn't matter. <laughs> it really just didn't matter. And so that I think is another blessing because in school, there's so much time that's devoted to preparing for these tests and then taking the test. So you lose a month of time. Mm-hmm. Well, we just didn't even do any of that. And I know that just seemed crazy to the people that knew us when we left the school system. We not just we didn't just leave the school system. We left, you know, ball teams. We left a lot of things, and it was a huge lifestyle change. And so many of the questions that the people asked me then, I laugh now and think, not one of those worries or concerns was ever truly relevant. Mm-hmm. Never, it was never relevant. It worried me for a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I thought, am I really doing this? I think I think this, but is this really? And then you know, come to find out. It it didn't even matter. Well, and I think that the reason that testing is so prevalent in our society is because we want to measure things. Right. We want to know what students know. Right. And it's not that testing doesn't have a place. Right. And certainly if you you are trying to diagnose something with your student, maybe it's, you know, where oh, absolutely. Are, right. There can be a time and a place for right. that. But right. But if you are, if you are already connected with your student, if you're right. already working with them, right. and you're having those conversations like you're talking about, right. then you can already evaluate right. that. Exactly. So, and I agree with you. Um, with my oldest, my girls were seven years apart. So with my oldest, we were a bit more... Um, we were doing this, some of the standardized testing because obviously she had been in public school, right. but she had already done it. I felt the need to test her every other year. Then we were, you know, quickly into the PSAT and then the SAT. Right. With my youngest, we were the same way. Right. We didn't really do it until it was time right. to do it. And so, yeah, to quickly just, you know, because we were working together and, you know, homeschooling right. all the way through. And so by the time we got to the PSAT and SAT, prepare for that test. Right. And they rock it and it's like oh, right yeah. right yeah this <laughs> turned out okay absolutely right right <laughs> well we're going to end with just one quick question okay what is the best piece of advice you've ever received in regards to homeschooling the best piece of advice i received <clears throat> was to just put all the fear and anxiety away in, in the worries about what will other people think and say. There again, that may be less now because I do think homeschooling is, um, is, there is definitely so much more than there was back when we started. But just to put all that to the side and love and enjoy your kids yeah. and just pour into them and that the rest could fall into place. And that seemed so foreign to me. Like that just seemed actually crazy to me what do you mean just love my kids are you kidding me I've got a math book and a science book and a spelling book and a vocabulary book Mm -hmm. and I have to get these things done you know and so but that really was the best piece of advice because when you give that time to your kids and you love your kids and you you communicate with them everything else just seems to fall in place and relationships are built and I see the relationship with, with my kids. I see that with each other, the closeness mm-hmm. that they have. Um, and that that has been the biggest blessing for us. Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out with fun. me, drinking some Diet Coke. That's right. And talking about homeschooling <laughs> for new moms. That's right. So. That's right. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our show and will join us next time for the IAHE Informer podcast. You can always find the latest shows on the web through Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about the Indiana Association of Home Educators, visit us on the web at iahe.net. You can also find the IAHE on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until then, God bless. Thank you.